host's name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There are progression guys. It's a Chad Dukes show. 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 Apparently there's going to be a live-action Hercules adaptation for Disney with a modern spin. Can you imagine what that modern spin's going to be? It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. I would probably speculate. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. Hercules is going to get booked like grimy. Some moron bumbling through a fucking adventure. Well, Marvel gave Zeus a modern spin with Russell Crowe. Oh, they sure did. Fat, skirt-wearing dope. (laughs) My God. You realize that's Maximus you're shitting on, right? God bless. You know what I watched the other night? American Gangster. You know how good that fucking movie is? So fucking good. Peter Selb is such an asshole. Oh, he's a cock. Josh Berlin's character, you just want to grab him by the fucking ears. Like, you're such a dick. I love that car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, of course, Denzel's a, a 10 in that movie. Yeah. But uh, I'm watching that. I'm watching Russell Crowe, and I'm like, how? I know people age. You know, people even put on weight. Like, Alec Baldwin, I mean, he's had some controversy recently. But, like, as he was getting old, he like, took different roles, and they were funny. But, like, oh, my God. Russell Crowe was the best. He ruled. And then I watched that Thor movie. I'm like, why? Is the Marvel money that good? Maybe they promised him he's going to be the next big bad. Who knows? Uh, can't see it. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the program. It is a... Uh, oh, it's a Friday episode of the Chad Duke Friday, Show. Friday, Friday, got a Monday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. It's my favorite one here. Hallelujah. Of course, uh, Tor and I wrote and performed, cut that script. Uh, for the, 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 we call it the Friday song. Uh, is what we call it. Um, for those of you that haven't checked that out before. You're not as big a fan of the Friday song as I am, are you, Tor? I, I, I like the Friday song. Uh, it, it's, oh. it's, it's fun. Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've lost control of the show. I've lost control of the show. Hold on. Let me find it. Where do you think it is? Friendos. Oh, no. It's playing Tor's again. His name is Chad Dukes. And I am Bud. Tor, I don't you're know where it is. You're playing on board. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I, there was a moment there where I'm like, that's it. Shut it all down. <laughs> The show's over. I couldn't find where the element was. It was a plank. I wanted to hit this. I wanted to hit the liar bell. Oh. 
the the writing process of the Friday song. Yeah, yeah it, it took us it, for hours. It, it was a it was a while. Um, we sweat it out. Yeah, it, it was hot up here writing that. But I, I I think that the finished product is is pretty strong. Excellent. And uh, you voiced it miraculously. Uh, congratulations to you. I had to tap in there. That's right, Nino. We call him <laughs> Nino Tormanelli is what we call him. <laughs> Oh, welcome to the program, boys and girls. I am Shoot, your host with the most. We are broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes. Up in the attic, they say. Presented by the great people at Monk's Barbecue, where I was... If you listen this week, I spent quite a bit of time at Monk's Barbecue this week, knocking back some ice-cold tall boys, man. And uh, the delicious food, of course, the ice cream upstairs, Tipped Cow Creamery. What a perfect week to get some ice cream at Tipped Cow Creamery. Hot as... Balls outside. Great day to pack about 25 people up in here. Can I say this, too, also, too? I need you to send a message out to everybody. Will do. I have noticed that COVID is going around again. I've noticed that people have... Generally, the way this goes, I've had it twice, is that everyone starts in my life, I start seeing them get, may I, Uh donked off with COVID again. Please don't do the bit where my wife has it, but I feel fine. If if you don't, if, if you're close to anybody that has it right now, stay home tonight. Don't come up to the event. Yes. We uh, greatly appreciate it. I'm not a scary guy. Like, I don't fucking need you to wear a mask or anything. But just last time the shirtless Puerto Rican came fucking walking up in here and I didn't get it. You didn't get it. But he fucking had it and he passed it off to a couple of people. Yeah. We'd like to avoid that. So uh, if you are, if there's anyway, I had a guy uh, who was doing me a nice favor the other day and he's like, uh, well, my wife's got COVID, but I can come on by the shop. And I'm like, please don't. Please just stay home. It's no big deal. I, you know, we all have scares. I, I, I am not a fear monger, but if I get a scratchy throat, generally what I do is I lay low, make sure it isn't anything, take the temperature. Okay, we're good to go. All right. So just please, for the love of God, have some, what I would say always, Tori, I said this before COVID when it was the flu or cold season or whatever, some consideration yeah. for your fellow man. There'll be other events. I'll make sure that message goes out today. Thank you. Appreciate that. Ah, oh, today is a big day. For those of you that aren't uh, familiar, tonight is the Christmas in June and July holiday hootenanny. That is right. We do it each and every year. It is, um, I'd say, our biggest show of the year, or one of our biggest shows of the year, where we celebrate the holiday season about halfway to what it actually is. Uh, we do the fun Secret Santa. We're doing a holiday luau theme. This year, so there's going to be a ham, and we're doing a grab bag, and all kinds of fun shit. I saw the jester was already making preparations for his wassail. I believe him and Phyllis Beach are going to have a wassail off. That's right. I will be participating by drinking both. <laughs> that is the way that I contribute. Um, but uh, I've got to thank, uh, I've got to give a, a quick verbal nod to my buddy Gigantor. I was in uh, need of some ogring before the show, and uh, he helped me ogre some things up into the studio for the event tonight, and... Uh, he said, you know, people do like having me around for my ogring services. <laughs> and I said, yes, it's incredibly convenient. <laughs> How often do you get requested to ogre? A good amount. Okay. And it, it's something that over the years I've taken pride in being able to, you know, if someone needs their house moved out, there's okay, here. Or maybe just their house. Yeah. Here, <laughs> here's their cash. I was doing work for this guy. He had a bad back. And sure. He, he, he was very, very similar to Ant-Man. It, it, okay. How he acted and kind of how his life went, uh, and he was helping. Was his, he a lust buzzard? Uh, not really lust buzzard. Okay. Uh, this man was uh, had a couple kids. Uh, okay. But um, you know he's living with his mom. Uh, and uh, Ooh. so I'm like, oh, I know someone who's similar to you. Yeah, and absolutely. It, but his back is out, so I'm like, all right, cool. My neck and my back. He's really trying to help me like move stuff out. I'm like, just. I'll, I'll I'll handle Did it. Did he say anything about his dick or his phone or his vape or his ass? No, no. Interesting. <laughs> a lot of the time. 
Half the time I was spent uh, actually moving stuff, right? And the other half of the time was kind of babysitting his kids, sure, watching sure. him play Fortnite and stuff. Oh, that's nice. So, but, so I think he could get a, a break. So the kids are living with grandpa and grandma with dad in the house. Yeah. Oh boy. At least last time I checked in. How'd you know this guy? I got recruited. By, by oh, okay. You just walking by the old lady service that I have in my parents' neighborhood. Word got around that I was able to ogering to move big things. Sure. And yeah, I got recruited. The weird thing about your ogering is that um, I'll give you two compliments here. One is it doesn't seem like you dislike it. Whenever I see you grabbing <laughs> massive things and dragging them around and hoisting them up, you seem like you're okay with it, which I don't know that a lot of people are. Is there any enjoyment out of the ogring? There's some enjoyment. Uh, one time I was able to to move a full couch just out and load wow. it into a truck, which I was I was really happy about. And I, I had a stump that weighed 700 pounds <laughs> that I said, Tor, we're going to have to do this together. And he just picked it up and put it on the ground. I, you got to stood there like Superman afterwards. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all I got. It's all, Man, I tell you. It's, it's all I can do. Well, I was going to say, the, it's not just that you're ogring, because I think any big fucking mongoloid like you like, could, like pick something up and smash it into the drywall, you're... You're nimble. Like I think I could see that's why they probably thought you'd be good to play offensive line. Is you got to be kind of up on your pins. Um, you were ogring. Th- the thing that I had you ogring in today is let me just say unconventional. Um, A little bit, yeah. And I was almost hanging it up. I-, I had to get the fucking thing into the truck today, and I was almost hanging it up on every banister in the house. I was all poking holes in the wall. Almost <laughs> stepped on the fucking dog. And uh, you guided it up here very, very easily. Yeah, so. uh, ogring for the most part is fun. Uh, it's not fun when there's smokes walking by. And sure. Like, oh, do you remember that yesterday? How could I forget? My God. That um, stuck with me. I don't, I don't know. Normally, I think you're being a little sensitive. You weren't yesterday. So we work in um, Old Town Fairfax. It's a nice area. Like, it's, uh, you know, historic, and there's some nice stuff around. It's fun. Yeah. Nice little courtyard. But it, um, I'd say uh, it's an older area. Kind of suburbish, suburban. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, anyone that's walking around generally is going to be, you know, there's lady with her dog. Um, it's it's kind of uh, suburban is one way to put it, but it's it isn't. It's not like Arlington if you're in the Washington D.C. area, where if you walk in the, the streets of Arlington, at every third person is going to be a woman that you would like to place an organ inside of and that's disgusting i understand that but that's just that's guys the way that we operate we wouldn't do it hopefully unless they're okay with it um it's you know they're attractive women walking around um not so much down here uh for whatever reason we're close to george mason but um you don't see a lot of the you know talent always seems like such a disrespectful word but yeah i think everybody knows what we're talking about um yesterday (laughs) So tonight is Christmas in June and July for the Chad Duke show, and tomorrow is Christmas in June and July for Commonwealth Dry Goods, my little small business across the street. We have a whole bunch of stuff planned. Love for you to come on by. Check the Instagram if you want details. If you don't know about it at this point, just don't even worry about it. Um, I said, Tor, I got to carry some of these blow molds that I keep up here in the studio. And if you don't know what a blow mold is, run a quick Google search. Um, It is a large, hollow, plastic, illuminated holiday celebratory uh tchotchke i would say uh they're old they're from the uh, late 80s early 90s and um they're not heavy but they're very awkward they're cumbersome very cumbersome like tor could probably carry seven million blow molds if it was just we're gonna lash them down with them right but they're so big that you can the best you could probably do is two large blow molds yeah they're round they they're points where they jet out yes there's cords old cords hanging out everywhere so i said tor this will go quicker um if you make a trip with me i'll carry some blow molds you carry some blow molds 
And uh, but the problem is, is there's no way to not look like a weirdo in the middle of July. Just a goofball <laughs> <laughs> carrying these giant blow molds down Main Street. I, that, I, I, I'm not over exaggerating toward what I say. Main Street. A lot of people say literally, and that they don't know what it means. We literally were on Main Street. Yeah. Uh, so Tor and I, we carry them down in the elevator and we uh, head outside and we bank a left to head down to the store. The store is about two blocks away. And <laughs> I fucking it, like clockwork walking back up the block towards us. The second him and I turn left is by any, and by the way, not a Fairfax smoke show, a smoke show. Yeah. Like this girl would be attractive in Tempe, Arizona or, you know, Orange County, California, wherever you think the best, look, Miami, yeah. Miami Beach, wherever you think the best looking women are, Brazil, if you go to Brazil for all the big butted women, Mike in Brazil, I've always wanted to live that guy's life. Um, There she was. <laughs> and at first I was like, maybe she'll think this is funny. <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, maybe we've got an in. Meanwhile, I'm married. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> I'm carrying blow molds to the store where my wife's at. In, I was never going to say a word to her. But just as a fucking Cro-Magnum knuckle-dragging dude, that's kind of just where your head goes. Yes. <laughs> she walks past us. Tor like does like, you said something. You did some sort of a wacky. I don't remember. Uh, we both, <laughs> I think we both fucking immediately said, oh my God, I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> oh, I man. remember looking up into the sky and just wondering... What what are the odds? Like, just what is the what what are the chances that for the first time seeing just a stunning woman in Fairfax, right, walking by, one hundred percent were the chances, one hundred percent. But tell you an old story. Sure. Um, when I used to do sports talk radio, I used to have to travel quite a bit, and there was one time I was traveling down to spring training to cover the Washington Nationals. <laughs> Whoo, those were different days. Um, that team was good. Yeah, that's good. They could feel well, they could feel no. the fucking team that could win fifty games. Good point. Um <laughs> I was flying at the time with Grant Paulson Grant Paulson and Robert Bodie, who was my producer at the time, who I have not heard from since. Um We sat down on you know, like when you go to Dulles and there's those for those of you that haven't been to Dulles Airport before, now it's got a nice little subway system underneath it that you can just ride. The terminal is not connected to where the fucking planes are. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. But you have to get you used to have to get on these big trucks. And they, when I say they're trucks, Google them. They're very weird looking. They look like dinosaurs. Uh, they're like these big, like a, a slice of a train with these giant four wheels on them, six wheels. I don't even know. And they were raised up in the air because the, the terminal is up in the air. Yeah. And then it would connect you to the um, the area where all of the fucking the planes were, all the gates. We sit down on this thing. It's packed. And there's one seat next to me. And oh. I said, I said, can one of you guys, Grant or Bodie, I said, can one of you guys sit next to me? Because if you don't sit next to me, the weirdest person on this fucking train is going to sit next to me. Like, because you got to be built weirdly to want to sit next to someone that looks like me when there's only about eight inches of room in between. Yeah, you got to really not care. Yeah. Uh, both of them, uh, Dukes, don't, you're crazy. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Don't even worry about it. So we're sitting and we're sitting and we're getting ready to leave. And I go, can, can one of you please? I said, what, I said, here's what we'll do is like, whoever does it, I'll buy you dinner when we get to the fucking, oh, shit. when we get down to Florida with Destin or wherever the fuck we were going, Vieira Beach. I forget the Space Coast. We, we went to a couple different places. 
Um, Dukes, you're crazy. Don't even worry about it. We'd rather stand. This fucking woman gets on, and she's wearing uh, a cat sweatshirt. She's wearing cat sweatpants. Her hair is fucking everywhere. The, the metal kid from Stranger Things. That's that's what her hair looks like. She's got cat hair all over her. I mean, when I say like seven to eight inches of cat hair, just it, it was abominable. And she starts walking and she's looking around. I'm like, oh, God, fucking damn it. And I go, please sit down. Please sit down. Please sit down. Dukes, you're fucking crazy. She sits right next to me. She sits right next to me. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily a problem, but just not an ideal set of circumstances. Yeah. So I just put my head in my hands. And Grant starts laughing and he goes, Dukes, what were the chances? <laughs> and I look up and I go, 100%, Paulson. 100%. <laughs> um. <laughs> He laughed about we. I mean, he laughed more about it than I did, but we laughed about that story quite a bit for years to come because there was just no other eventuality that was going to take place. Sure. Um, the same trip, by the way. My boss booked us hotel rooms. Everyone got their hotel room except me. They booted me out, and I had to go 45 minutes up the road, almost missed the flight the next day because they oh. overbooked the hotel. It's just It always was the way that it went on those trips. It was like the universe saying, we know you're a fake fat boy. You shouldn't be here covering <laughs> baseball. And the universe was correct. Um, that was yesterday. Yeah. As soon as Tor said, I, I think you may have even said something about it. Like, not directly, like, we're going to see a hot chick. But, like, what, what are the optics on this? Yeah. yeah. You know, they can't be I great. think you said we look like a couple of dorks. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And then, goddamn, by the way, the best looking girl I've ever seen walking around in Fairfax for the most part. It's, it was, and she was trying to pretend like we didn't exist. She and, had a She had a smile on her face that said, not in a million years. That's like, what it her, would be funny if you guys even tried. That's what, they, what the smile said. So we kept walking, and I, and I, just, I immediately, as soon as she passed, I went, I just can't believe that fucking just happened because that's exactly what we knew was going to happen. And then Tor eventually dumped the stuff off, and then I was doing this stuff all around. I saw three or four of the hottest girls I've ever seen in my life in Fairfax that day. It's never happened before. It will never happen again. And it's just because I'm walking around dressed like a slob, like lugging shit back and forth, dumb shit, Christmas shit in the middle of July. It's the worst. I'll just step out to the store real quick. I don't need to put anything on. Store's just flooded with hot yeah, it just, like, why it, is this? Why is this how it's working now? And it's not even, look, <laughs> trust me, I'm not having any delusions of grandeur like me. I was going to invite this girl into our, into my, my wedding bed. But it's just the optics of the thing. And you're like, God. Like, every, every once in a while, you think you look good. Like, you step out, you're wearing something nice, and maybe you took a few pounds off the night before. Sure. I don't ever bump into no good-looking women when that happens. No. Oh. It stinks. Yeah, well, thank you for your help. I yeah, it's, it was no problem. I don't know if that was necessarily ogring that you did yesterday. That was more like uh, ogring light. It's a <laughs> diet ogring. One calorie ogring, I would say. Ogring zero. All right. Uh, in a, just a couple, we're going to... Um, Speaking of Christmas in June and July, we had a bit of a controversy on the show this past week. Basically, the free episode is we hope you consider signing up for the premium episode. It's not the only way that it's premium is you have to pay for it. But basically, it's a weekly offering from this show. You go to chaddukeshow.com, you subscribe. And as of right now, you get a year and a half worth of almost 500 episodes, back episodes. So there's a lot of value right now if you sign up, bang for your buck. So what we like to do is play a segment or two from uh, the past week to kind of give you a taste of how the week went in a tour pulled. Um, it was a bit of a controversy, I would say, where last year, almost to the day, um, we were doing Christmas in June and July, and we had uh, we had a controversy surrounding who was going to bring the Christmas ham, which is, of course, a duty of honor 
and glory. Yeah. Um, but there was an individual that was excited to do it. There was an individual that was not. And I guess the big problem, Tor, was is that you inadvertently conflated the two. Yes. And then for about a week, we have just been shitting on and slandering the wrong person. Yes. And then <laughs> I, I know last year we had Fat June, so that's why we, oh, yes. we had to bump it and make it Christmas in Very June fast. and July. Uh, and then so that might have caused some of the, uh, the the mental lapse on my end. Could have been. But it was a shocking development. Um, Still is, to be honest it, with you. I, 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 tonight's going to be odd. You know, I know who's bringing the ham tonight. I know what the situation is going to be, but... I don't know what's going to go on. People with that can have some sort of ham dance fight that happens yeah. in the back. Let's sharks and the jets, sharks and the hams in the back of the, uh, <laughs> the studio here. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll have that for you. Just a couple of few, but um, we do a segment each and every week where people can actually write in or leave us voicemails, and we call it "Ask Shoot." And we didn't get a chance to get to it during the actual course of. <clears throat> The week's hijinks, so let's do it right here, Gigantor. Why not? This is Ask Shoot. Send us your questions, comments, or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com, and we'll get to them on the show. Of course, you can leave us a voicemail anytime you like. 385-645-5375. Absolutely wide open for you and all of your needs, and you email us anytime you like. Mailbag at chaddukeshow.com. Dot com, all of it presented by Monk's Barbecue. Let's head out to Loco and talk to our buddy Bryce. Hey guys, it's so this is Bryce in Leesburg. Um, I called a few months ago, just got caught up recently. I love the show still. Thank you. Big fan of your guys' show, man. Tor, Chad, you guys are fucking awesome. Agreed. Seriously, I'm a, I'm a delivery guy. Fucking listen to you guys all damn day. So it actually makes the day go by really fast, and I really appreciate it. The twelve bucks a month, I mean, about as pretty much the best deal you can get. Thank you. Say that. So, so full disclosure, I'm drunk right now, just uh, fucking pissed into my sink. Sure. Um, I'm just okay. This is this is actually really grimy. And Chad, you can destroy me for this. I really want to say this, but how many times in your life have you pissed into a sink? Hmm. You really need to just go. Just had to do it. Someone was in the bathroom. Or someone was using the toilet. We just had to go into the sink. It's really ratchet, and I'm totally willing to just get you know destroyed Stink. here. But I'm gonna set the over under for Chad at four and a half. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna set it for Tor at also four and a half. I'm also gonna take the over. So could be you know totally totally wrong here, and I probably sound like a drunk idiot for even asking this question. Yes. but that's it. Love you guys. Love the show. And thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <clears throat> thank you, Bryce. Uh, look, I always appreciate compliments, but for the love of fuck, get to the point. Now, the only thing I'm going to fucking shit on you for is the use of the term ratchet. We're adults here. Um, Bryce, <clears throat> you the lowballing that you just did, it, it, it would be like if Tom Brady in a healthy offense were walking in to play the Jacksonville Jaguars and you said, I think they're going to score three points today. Like, that's what you're talking about here. I, I'm the Tom Brady of pissing in sinks. I've pissed in a sink four and a half times this week. Oh, what? This week. Do, do you know how rare it is that I piss in a toilet? I don't even think... I can't. I mean, maybe sometime this week I've pissed in the toilet, and here and here at the station, here at the, at the studio, I will piss in a urinal. Like I like it, and I got a urinal in my basement, so I don't even piss in the toilet. Then I piss in a urinal. <clears throat> um, 
I can't even explain to you. I mean, whenever I've rented a house, I've pissed exclusively in sinks. I got in a fight with one of my very first roommates because I was pissing in his sink, in his bathroom. Um, I can't even tell you why. I just prefer it. Slop sinks are number one. If I if you got a slop sink like in your laundry room, sure. that's where I like to do most of my pissing. Um, so if I've been in your home and you have a slop sink, I've pissed in it. Glad you didn't find the tour family one. Not I, is there one? There is one in the in the in the laundry room. Still time. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I've pissed in public sinks. I've pissed. I've. I can't think of it. I can't think of a week that has gone by in my life where I haven't pissed in a sink. So, I don't know what it's all about. I'm sure it's a hang up that fucking is not healthy. But um, <clears throat> I also piss outside constantly. I piss everywhere outside. I love yeah. pissing outside. I love That's great. I love pissing outside. I hate pissing in a toilet, like a sit down toilet. The splatter factor, I don't like it. Skeeves me out. Everything. If you can just let fly like in a parking lot or in the woods. Ask Adam McNair. Was over at his house drinking beers for seven hours. You think I went into his house once to piss? I would doubt it. No. Sir. And, if I, and if I did, guess where I'm going? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ask Ant Man if I pissed in his sink in his house. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I know. It's rough. Pissed in sink in Ted's house. Who else? Where else have I pissed in a sink? Brother's house, of course. Um, and it's pissing sinks. So your over-under would be like a thousand. I used to play a game called Am I Where's Duke's Pissing in the Sink or Off the Balcony? Because I lived in, a, in an apartment on a third floor. Yeah. We'd be playing Gears of War at, at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'd have all the guys online. I'd be like, all right, guys, time to play. Yeah. And I'd put the headset down, and they would try to listen in and figure out which one I was pissing in. Because I would piss in my own kitchen sink, or I'd piss off the balcony into the rose bushes underneath. Maybe the line is 2,000. Yeah, it, dude. It, it, the only reason why the line's 2,000 is I can't, I can't possibly put a number on it. And I've done it for as long as I can remember. I don't know why. It's some sort of weird perversion. I hate pissing in a bathroom, dude. I don't like doing it. I like pissing you. in a big sink. Yep. Or a bush. Bush is great. <laughs> pissing in a bush. With a bush? No. <laughs> Drinking a bush, pissing in a bush is all really I want to do. I'd piss on my, my beer bush. Oh, sure. I, 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 I'm sure I would. Absolutely. How many times for you, you think? I, I'm not a sink pisser. But you uh, have. I have pissed in, in sinks, yes. I pissed in a sink at a concert in front of like 200 people in the bathroom. I'm trying to remember what concert it was. It might have been Brooks and Dunn. And I wasn't the only one. Look, man. A lot of people Shit. waiting. You're saying I'm sorry. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put for you 50. 50 is definitely... I think I, I have hit maybe... I give myself a dozen. A dozen? A dozen, not a sink piss. Surprising. Uh, my most egregious, I think, piss has been... My second time getting drunk at one of uh, at, a, at a country house, and I was I mean just hammered. And then um, I was pissing on the floor, thinking I was pissing in the toilet. Mm. And the uh, the guy whose house it was comes in and says, "Tor, what the fuck are you doing?" Right. And I look back over, and I had to learn about this uh, the next morning. I uh, I said to him, "Morning problems, bitch." <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I think it meant we'll figure this out. In right, the right. Okay, getting, okay, all I'm right. I'm getting yelled at right now. And somehow I knew that I could not take care of what yeah, I Yeah, you're going to, whatever I'm doing, 
you're gonna need to get mad at me in the morning about it. Yes. Okay. So that was that was pretty bad. Can you imagine if it was your house oh my and God. someone was pissing on your floor and then said morning problems, bitch, to you? Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it's the most disrespectful thing I've oh ever heard. Oh my God! Yeah. I don't know what that is. My brother pisses in laundry hampers all the time. I know guys that they get drunk and they just piss right, right anywhere. Yeah, but he—I mean, I assume it's because you think it's a toilet. Yeah. Like you look at a laundry hamper and I don't know, you somehow confuse the two. I—I got a guy that that'll piss under a sink because he thinks it's a toilet. Like in the in the. In I, he the would underneath. never be welcome in my home. It would never happen. <laughs> he would be in the house once, and then I'd be like, "Okay, that's what you do. You do that somewhere else. You're not doing that here." Oh God. All right, so you're one of those guys. You're like a blackout pisser. A blackout pisser, but always prefer the outside. Always prefer prefer yes. a, a good alley wall. You ever gotten is, caught in your neighborhood pissing? Um, I I have gotten caught probably a yeah. dozen times for me. <laughs> They've at least neighbors. Seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're nice enough not to say anything, but I know they see it. <laughs> I always set off the rain cam. My wife knows when the rain cam goes off at one o'clock in the morning. It's because I'm pissing off the front fucking porch. <laughs> I used to have a great porch to piss off in there. Oh, yeah? I mean, second story. And oh, it just, that's perfect. And then I had a great, sh- just a great shot ledge. Uh, you know, you could just go right on over, right to the neighbor's yard, just doing it. Right in do, the neighbor's yard. Doing great. Yeah, I was, I was I got this, with that. I had this one, uh, it's a bad scene. So sometimes, like, I'll leave here, and, like, I've had 100 bubbly waters. Uh-huh. And I'll forget to piss um, before I leave, and so I'm like, shit. So by the time I get back to my house... I really need to go. So there are times I just walk right around the back of the truck and I put my arm up on the tailgate and I just start pissing behind my truck. <sighs> there used to be an elderly gentleman, God rest his soul, uh, he's, he's passed recently, that would live, and he lived right to the right of us. And no uh-huh. one else in the neighborhood could see. If I'm behind my truck, if you could dro- you could walk into my driveway, you can't see me pissing. Yeah. There's one fucking window in this guy's house and he looked right at me one time. He looked right down on me as I was pissing. And I'm in my own driveway, so I don't even know if I'm technically doing anything wrong. Right. But I just gave him the kind of, you know, the one finger <laughs> salute. And he gave me the little wave. And we never discussed it. <laughs> we never talked about it ever since. Like, well, you can't. I don't know if it was because he didn't know what I was doing or if it was because he didn't want to make it awkward. Or maybe he liked to piss in his yard and wanted the same treatment if I encountered him. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I do have known. Every, I know immediately if I'm walking down the street. If, oh, guys, yeah. if I got, You just know. You know the stance. You know it all. As dudes, you kind of know. Like if a guy's, And even if the guy's doing the bit, because I've done this bit where like I pull over on the side of the road, you put the fake phone call up. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell it the way the legs are situated. <laughs> yeah, you're pissing, motherfucker. And your wife's in there trying to hide her face. I can see her. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, yeah, that ended up being a good question to ask me. That's for sure. Uh, let's head on out to Fredneck. Hey, boys. It's your pal Joe Reed down here in Fredericksburg. Well, I usually agree with Chad that weddings are pretty much a waste of money. Horrible. And self-aggrandizing event. I've been invited to one down in the Outer Banks of North Carolina with free accommodations. So we've agreed to go. Catch is, I've been asked to do the bit where you walk down the aisle and give out beers like a beer man before the, to the people at the wedding. Um, hmm. I've agreed to do this reluctantly. My question is, they've asked me Hillbilly what song shit. I want playing coming out. The first thing that popped in my head was Have a Drink on Me by ACDC and I Ain't Drunk, i Just Been Drinking by Whitey Morgan. Uh, you got any more suggestions, Shoot? All right. I will go. I love the show. <clears throat> Those are two really good songs. Um, either one of which would work, of course, but uh, you're missing the most obvious one. 
which of course is just because I'm drunk don't make you right by Jackal. That is unequivocally what you should walk down. First of all, what type of a hillbilly redneck fucking mess is this that you're going down so we to? Don't, we don't need a flower girl. We need a, a beer man. I do love Joe Reed, but like he says some hillbilly shit sometimes that I think that he believes is just what everybody does. Like Joe, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of anyone walking down the aisle handing out beers to people. He's like, you know, when you walk down the aisle and you hand out beers <laughs> to everyone? No. I'm not saying I dislike the idea. You know me. I've got a very strong redneck side, but I, uh, I've i never heard of that. If I was sitting at that wedding, I'd be happy if someone gave me a beer, though. Yeah, well, I think he's mis... The, the, the Jackal song is the best song, but you, you need to take this the whole way. First of all, rent um, a small ATV or a scooter or something motorized and then have them play the Stone Cold Steve Austin music oh. and then throw the beers out to everybody. Right? I would rule. Then <laughs> you're chugging beers, smashing them together, throwing them out to everybody. Yeah. Everyone's hype going into the wedding. You're going to be the one part of the wedding everybody remembers, not this bullshit. These two people that are going to be divorced in six months. Oh, no. Well, you know how it goes. They probably already have had two kids, and this is just because, you know, the shotgun wedding. Um, yeah, I think that's probably if you want to go for some theatricality. They have those motorized scooters. I mean, those motorized coolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can ride those around. Get something like that. If it, if you're if you're you can't half-ass it, I, I don't think. If you're gonna go as far as to say, all right, our wedding is gonna have a, a high alcohol influence, yeah, which this one clearly is. So we we better go go all out. I I, I, I don't hate that idea. It's, no. It is it is a, it's a little country, but but it's, it's not, very it's it, not a bad idea. It, and also, like it depends on when I I've uh, officiated over three weddings, and the one thing the advice that I always got was that a lot of wedding officiants like they think that it's their time to shine, like they're putting on a show. Yeah. And what I always I got some good advice where it's like, no, it's about these two people, and so if you the more of the focus you can put on the two people, that's what you want to do. That doesn't sound like what you're doing. It sounds like they want you to be a, a horse's ass because why else would you be handing out beers? So get the motorized. I'm sure you can rent one. They got a million rental places down there in the Outer Banks. Rent something you can ride around on, and then just be, have a cooler full of beers. Someone behind you, just be throwing them out with the Stone Cold music going on. You're going to be the hit of the whole fucking thing. All right, keep it keep it succinct. Also, very succinct. Get in, get out. The whole thing should be 55 seconds. Do not. It should not last longer than that. You do not want people to have fatigue with your shtick. No. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the voicemails. I appreciate that. Are there any emails I need to read? Yeah, or? we got plenty of emails. Right, right behind well, the... well, give me one I need to read. Okay. What's the one you think that is the one that I absolutely need to address? Okay. Uh, let me find it here. There was one that uh, was very good. Oh, really? Yeah, that involved... Uh, I have a hard time believing that. Well, <laughs> it was... Um, we can I... do the rest of them next week, by the way. Gotcha. It's not that big a deal. Oh, uh, the first one on page two. First one on page two. Yes. Right. Lots, oh, we do have lots of emails here. I just I want to get to the uh, the audio that you pulled, and uh, we have a segment to get to. I know we have a interview we have to be prepared for at the top of the hour. Uh, quote. I don't know why I said quote. Boys, just to let you know, I recently heard an interview with Jay Chandrasekhar and his co-creator of Vouch Vault. A question was brought up about the most vouched for movies, and the co-creator said, I think his name was Eric, mentioned he didn't know about... What is that supposed to be? I I was hoping you knew. Never heard of it. Okay. He didn't know much about K-V-O-E-E-S, but the most vouched for restaurant is Monk's Barbecue. He went on to mention he believes it's because Jay's appearance on the Chad Dukes show. What? 
Just thought that you would like to know that when your name gets dropped, how well the supporters and support your guests and your sponsors. The interview was on the Nerdtropolis podcast. All right. Keep up the good work, Jason in Dallas, Texas. All right. That's fucking great. I got him dropping it. If you Oh, you do? Yeah. There's audio. I, I, I found the audio. Am I going to be upset? I, I hope not. You already sound like I'm going to be upset. Uh, now I got it right here. Why would I be upset then? I don't think so. I don't think you'll be upset. Well, why'd you say I hope not? Just you never know. But I, I, I'm I, just, I, I have a tendency to be able to sniff out when you're worried about something you've done. This should be this should be all good. Here. Let's hear it. All right. So yeah, this yeah. Hold, on, hold on a second. So this is Jay Chandrasekhar from Broken Lizard and his buddy that created the Vouch Vault app that we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. We get credit for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good Chad Duke show monks little little plug here. Okay, yeah. I'd love to hear it. No, it will yeah, be. we think it's a great way for people to discover as they're traveling. So you asked us about the most popular vouch for movies, and I say anecdotally for restaurants, it's got to be this place called Monks um, outside of DC because uh, Jay was on the Chad Duke show and it's based on the East Coast and. I would swear so many people started vouching for this Monk's barbecue that I'm about to book a flight to go taste it. Because <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves Monk's barbecue. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. Why would I not like that? I, I know. I just. Oh, that's for dress. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, thank you to everybody that is doing that on the Vouch Vault app. It's free, by the way. Go ahead and download it. That's great. So Monk's getting a bunch of run. Yeah. I, they, they're digging. He said, oh, Jay was on the Chad Duke show. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and point this out, by the way, real quick. I don't want to turn it a positive into a negative. Did you hear the quality of that interview? It wasn't so great. Right. Well, I just want to, Mr. Eric Nagel, I love you. And I love everything you do for the show. And you're tremendous. Of course, Eric Nagel, former producer of Opie and Anthony, uh, does host a bunch of his own shows. Uh, he's a tremendous guy. So, if you're making a list of uh, Mount Rushmore, as far as people that have done nice things for the Chad Duke show, he's on it. All right, Tim and Josh Stroka and Dirk and Darren, all those guys that help us get this thing up off the fucking ground. Did you hear how shitty the quality sounded? You know why? That was a fucking, that was a goddamn Zoom interview. Zoom sucks. Zoom ass. Blows dick. And every time, and I understand where his, his heart's in the right place. He's like, everyone does video now. You need video clips. Video, video, video. And I'm like, okay. The phone interviews sound better. 100% of the time. And at the end of the day, if nothing else happens for me in my career and this is all I have, I want the shit that I do to sound good for the people that are paying for it. As wonderful as that what was being said was and how great that is, and I'm very grateful that it happened and everybody was very nice. And by the way, thank you to everybody that's vouching for it. It's crazy that, you know, Jay's a big time fucking movie star. The one thing that really hits home is Monk's Barbecue on the Vouch Vault app. Um... That is why I don't want to do Zoom interviews. Right. They all sound like that. Tor, it is not perfected technology. No, it's it's not as it needs to be. Uh, StreamYard's better. Other 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 services are better. But but people any of it, but it all, all anything where the stupid face is looking into the laptop sounds like that. I have hated celebrity interviews over Zoom. Media days over Zoom. It's not where they're it needs worthless. to be. They're, as soon as I hear the... Per and by the way, they were trying to do that with radio hosts. Like, they're, they're both on Zoom trying to talk. And they're just talking over each other. And then when they talk over each other, there's that seven seconds of silence yeah. while they're waiting for the other one to yep. talk. And then they both start talking again at the same time. Go ahead. No, no. no you, you, I, I thought you had something. No. Oh. Okay. 
That's why. Yeah. I hate Zoom. I hate it. <laughs> and when I say Zoom, I, I'm not speaking about the company Zoom. I'm talking about that fucking process of the video interview. Stinks. Uh, Jason, that is very cool. Thank you for uh, pointing that out to us. And uh, thank you to um, both those guys for uh, bringing that up on the uh, on the interview. That's very, very cool. Um, Let me do one more. Okay. Guy from Manio fucking messaged in. I want to live in Manio. You ever been to Manio? You got a man? Yeah, you did. You went to the Christmas store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a little waterfront down there with the pirate ships. I just need a couple more bars. If I can, if I, if I can politic for Manio, you need. To, poor Richards closes for like four hours in the middle of the day. Prime day drinking. Yeah, that was that was tough. It's a bummer. Imagine if we had beers to sit out on that big pagoda. Hmm. Fucking tremendous. Would have slept there. Yeah, I probably would have just stayed there. All right, cancel the reservation at the beach house. We're sleeping here. Look at that hating ass hater from the from the balcony. God, was he hating hard? Yeah, hey, gonna, what are you doing up there, old man? I'm going to sit here and smoke this cigarette for 20 minutes. Hating on you guys. Suck. <laughs> that was a great day. Uh, big Shooter, first time, long time. I have been a fan of yours and wanted to drop a quick thank you. I recently found myself in the hospital after nearly drinking myself to death. Jesus Christ. After a month, I moved to an alcohol treatment facility for eight weeks. With very little to keep me entertained, the Chad Duke Show back catalog was my saving grace. I spent hours listening to past shows and even introduced a few others to the program. I have been a CDVTW listener, reloaded subscriber, and VHOIP member. In my opinion, the Chad Duke Show is the best work you've ever done. That is very kind. Uh, thank you for the countless hours and entertainment you and Tor provide. I cannot wait for countless more laughs. Nick in Mantio. North Carolina, 35 overweight, clearly can't hold my alcohol. Boy, he's got to be drinking a lot if that's, uh, you know, we think we drink a lot, but yeah. it's never I got to be in a hospital and then I'm going to die. Um, yeah, man. Um, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. Uh, second of all, you live in my favorite place on earth, so take solace in that. Um, if you signed up for V-Hall IP and Reloaded, it means you've been paying for my shows for a very long time, too. So thank you for that as well. Um, I would agree with you. I was just telling Tor the other day. I, I think this is the best show I personally have, have ever done. I'm very proud of it. Um, as far as the booze, man, when um, can't say I'm having much success with the weight or the booze. Well, you know, I've been drinking less for me recently. The only thing that's going to work is you got to replace it with something. You got to find out something else that you enjoy doing. And you got it. Here's another problem, Tor, is like. I'd even say, if you enjoy sitting down and watching movies, but you usually do that when you're drinking, you got to kind of get away from that. Yeah. You know, like, sucks. I, I feel bad because we talk a lot about how much we enjoy drinking on the show. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking, wow, right. if I was, if I personally was trying to get away from it and I hear people talking about how how much fun they're having drinking yeah. and, and all the drinking that does happen on the show, sure. too, I would be inclined to, 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 to pop the top on right. a couple of them. But, you know, there's different levels, man. Like, yeah. I know... I know guys that can just smoke a joint, and then there's guys that I know that can't, they cannot exist without it, you know. And I, as, well, I think I drink too much, you know. I, I don't drink every night. I go multiple days without drinking. I've gone a full year without drinking. Like I know that there's different levels of this shit. So um, that's another that's another problem I have when I'm watching with my weight. Like I'll go out with a bunch of fucking people that are thinner than I am, and they're ordering cheeseburgers and shit. I'm like, ah, it must be okay. Like I'll rationalize any way I can to myself. Yeah. So I get that, but um. You know, enemy lecturing you, but but find but find something. Doctor Drew said something once on the radio on Loveline with Adam Carolla that really rang true, and he said sometimes you got to date people you're not attracted to, and it's really hard to do. But if you're attracted to 
guys that hit you or women that fucking, you know, steal from you or whatever it is, um, then you got to start looking for girls that you're not that attracted to because you're hurting yourself. Yeah. So, that goes the same for booze, I suppose. I think so. Um, and uh, I don't know if this is good advice for you. Look into edibles. I know a lot of people that have gotten off booze by taking edibles um, or just drink less by taking edibles. Now, if you're in the hospital for mania, um, I don't know if that's great advice, but I think it's something to at least worth having a discussion. There are different options out there. All right. Um, all right. There's a shitload more emails. If you if you emailed in, I will do a whole go- next week. We'll do a whole goddamn show of emails. Yeah. All right. We'll get to it. Head to our pool this. Speaking of. um. Speaking of entertaining audio, which uh, you know, we provide a lot of, um, I listen to a lot of old segments from radio shows. Uh, there aren't too many radio shows now that exist that I find all that entertaining. Um, I, I was a big hot talk guy. I think most people know that. If you listen to the show, I assume you were too. I was, I was a huge Howard Stern fan. I, I choose not to shit on him openly the way that a lot of his old fans do because his you know show is very different now and it's very politically charged and it's what i what i've figured out tour is much like the mcu i'm gonna get to that phase it's just not for me anymore yeah you know it's just and i actually in some weird way have respect for stern because i think it's really difficult to reinvent yourself and he reinvented himself about i'd say every 10 years or so including reinventing yourself when you're in your 60s uh which is tough to do that's why when people shit on Aerosmith, I don't have any fucking patience for it. I'm like, they had hits in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s. Like, how do you shit on that? Right. Now, every, you know, the fucking, um, what is that horrible song? I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'll miss you, babe. Like, that's the worst song I've ever heard. But, like, I, I'm i not going to sit here and spell That's Aerosmith? Oh, yes. Oh. Ooh, I can stay awake just to hear you. Bad bit. Oh. Bad bit. Um... Massive hit for them. It might be their biggest hit, honestly. I don't know. Uh, but I'm not going to shit on Aerosmith because they reinvent themselves. Sure. Um, but the Stern show, I would say, in the mid-2000s, where you're talking 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, I think is the best. And this is right when he got to Sirius. It's right when he closed out CBS and he started up at Sirius. Is some of the finest radio we'll ever hear and we'll never hear it ever again because it's vicious fucking fighting um and you know using language now which of course you can't even play the tapes like if stern wanted to revisit it he couldn't because of the language being used and not that long ago um it just wouldn't be allowed but i was listening to some because I, I go back and forth Tor and i are big ron and fez fans we go back and listen to old ron and fez segments all the time right around the same era by the way yeah uh, Opie and Anthony, right around the same era. Go back and listen to all That's that. That's the shit. wheelhouse right there. Because beforehand, it was the, it was the shock jock era where they were over the top trying to shock you. And this was, I think, about a good ten years after that was at its peak. And now these guys are older, and there's still some shocking stuff going on. But it wasn't as over the top. Like, we're gonna smear uh, cream cheese on girls' asses and throw bologna slices at it. We're gonna lock girls in a fucking fifty gallon drum and dump kissing cockroaches on them. This all happened, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit much, you know, it just seemed like a, a bit much now to my, for my taste, but in that little pocket, man, um, was listening to an old segment and I found this clip from an old episode of Howard Stern. And the reason why I'm, I'm playing it, it really doesn't have anything to do with uh, radio. It has to do with, this is a fucking argument that I have had in my life a thousand times. And I listened to an argument about it go down from like a goddamn time machine, uh, from 10 years ago and 15 years ago, whenever it was, um, 
and they don't ever address the actual issue why I have a problem with it. So I don't know if this resonates with the audience as well, but I have to get it off my fucking chest. So we're going to use this clip to set up me being able to to complain for a minute. So uh, this is the Howard Stern show that was on Sirius, and this is Jason Kaplan, who is one of their producers, um, attacking Gary Delabate, Baba Booey, his executive producer, for something he does concerning reading books. So uh, I don't know where you picked this up, Tor, so let's, uh, let's give a listen. Jason's like one of the stars of the wrap-up show now. He's full of opinions, and he was getting on Gary mm. because Gary said yesterday he read a book, <laughs> and then when I pointed out he listened to an audio book, and Jason was saying, you know, you can't, Gary, you sound <laughs> when you go in there and say you read a book. You didn't read a book. You listened to the audio book. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? Who cares? Jason got all worked up about it. He was in his face. He went berserk. There is nothing at all similar from reading a book and listening to an audio CD. That's not and when you Gary explain, said. yes, he did. He goes, I get the same thing out of it. I, first of all, the first words out of Gary's mouth every time he mentions a book he listened to is, I read this book. Now, reading is an act. Reading is a physical act defined in the dictionary. You have to read. I'm sorry, Gary. I thought you sounded really yeah, dumb when you claim that right. it's the same thing. It's not. It's just not. I don't think Gary sounds, you know, Gary might sound for a lot of reasons, but not that. Well, I think Jason was just pointing out that it's different to read a book than it is to listen to a book. Right. But I, and even Gary said, listen, I'm on the air. I'm not going to sit there and go. Oh, I just I listened, listened to, to an audio book the other day, both. <laughs> that does sound stupid. <laughs> Jason, you did seem a bit on fire with all of that. But you know, because Gary, and it's not just on the air. Like, Gary will come in and go, I just read the best book this weekend. But he's not, he's not reading anything. He's listening to books on CD. But he is getting the information. It has nothing to do Are with... Are you first of all, me if he has the opportunity to read a book, he'd rather listen to it? Uh, you don't have to ask Gary that. But, but <laughs> number one... Know, I like when people read to me. <laughs> first of all, reading is, is, is an act. It's, a, is a, is, it's an actual physical act to read something. You passively listen to something. They're two completely different things. Yeah, but you've got to... Engage. And most books are abridged. Almost all audiobooks are abridged. So you're not getting the same info. You're missing huge chapters of, of the book. Mostly, most audiobooks are abridged. Really? Yes. Oh, yes, that's very true. I, I would say at, uh, probably about half. I, I'd say more than half. In fact, uh, a couple of months ago, I started to talk to Gary about uh, Why is it the author just gets lazy reading it? Well, and also, you know, a, a regular book, you know, they can 12 said me, CDs. They said to me, we want you to make an audiobook. I went, read my whole book out loud? I go, uh, they go, well, you can cut it down. I go, You'd have to cut it down a lot to have me do that. I got through five chapters and I hired Bob Levy. Right, you're ready to hang yourself. <laughs> Bob Levy. A couple of months ago, I was talking to Gary about a book that we both quote-unquote read. And halfway through it, I realized Gary didn't know what I was talking about because the chapter I was referring to was not in his audiobook. Right. So he's not getting the same info, number one. But even that doesn't matter. He comes in, he sounds stupid. Oh, I read this, I read that. If he didn't read shit. stupid again, I might have to punch you in the fucking head. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guy. I mean, really, you, stop fucking insulting me, Jason. For, we were talking about this yesterday. If you, it sounds silly, it sounds weird. Don't tell me I sound stupid. You okay, you sound very... <laughs> you gotta realize that Gary is Jason's boss. <laughs> also, like his direct boss. So, it's a very unique environment. <laughs> uh, I had Tor bleep out. There's a word being used in there that I am not offended by, that I don't care if it's used at all, but we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. I don't feel like fighting that fucking fight right now. Yeah. Um, you can probably figure out what the word was. 
this fucking argument tour i have had so many goddamn times and there is only one reason why it happens and they never get to it like if you find it this segment's on youtube and stern goes around he's got a whole team that rips these these segments down from youtube because actually i understand like he's charging money for a service somebody is taping it and then putting it up for free on youtube that's shitty yeah. Um, now, I subscribe to Sirius, so I don't feel like a pirate or anything by going back and listening to some of these old like, and, and by the way, I would happily, if Howard offered, hey, here's all my shit from 2000 to 2010, $9.99 a month, you can listen to all of it, done. I, I would sign up for it in two seconds. I don't think he wants it because there's some of the language that you heard there, and I, I understand that too. Um, reading a book is not listening to a book on tape. And the reason why I was so upset by this segment was not anything that they were actually saying. It's what they weren't saying. Tor, the people that say I read a book and they listened to it on tape, they're – it's not even humble bragging. They're bragging. They like to, – to say that you read books in 2022, it's – nobody reads books anymore, right? No. It's become so strange – that I think that the people, oh, wow, really? You read a book? Because we're all so fucking ADD. I mean, we can't read a whole article on CNN or Fox News or anything. You read the little blurb at the, the headline and the little blurb at the top, and then you scream at everybody else online that disagrees with the comment. Right. Right? To read a whole book actually is something you have to sit down and be able to focus, and it's also not all that exciting. Like, it takes a certain amount of maturity and discipline, and nobody's really capable. I mean, I'm not nobody. Plenty of people read books, but very few. Listening to a book on tape is a fucking podcast. There's no difference between listening to a book on tape and listening to Joe Rogan or listening to Adam Carolla or, or Barstool or whatever the fuck podcast you decide that you want to listen to. Right. It takes nothing. You're sitting there and letting somebody else read you like a fucking child. Now, it's not a bad thing necessarily. Like I listen, I've listened to books on tape before, um, which I don't even know what you'd call audiobooks. I suppose they're called audiobooks now. Yeah. Um, and maybe you're like, hey, I can save time. I can listen to it while I'm on the plane. Okay, fine. But you're not reading. You're not reading. And you are willfully ignorant to the fact, willfully, you're doing it on purpose, that you're saying you read a book because you think it makes you sound smart. Yes. And then that's why you do it. Jason made a good point in the segment also. He was like, yeah, when you read a book, that's what you're doing. You can't do 20 other things. No. While you're, you're like, oh. You can't read a book while you're driving. Here's, here's a book in my hand. This is occupying what I'm doing. And if I because if I get distracted or something, oh, I got to reread the whole page again. And if you listen to and I was I was last night, my wife and I were watching Jurassic Park and I was explaining to her there's the book. I've read the book of Jurassic Park probably 10 times. I've watched the movie 700 times. And I said, this happens in the book. It doesn't happen in the movie. This happens in the book. And she's like, why? I was like, well, this wasn't politically correct at the time that maybe they cut this out for length. And I was like, there's this whole scene. I, I use this example. Go watch Jurassic Park. You Nimrods. <laughs> All these Nimrods. There's a scene in Jurassic Park in the middle of the fucking movie, very famous tour, where the Tyrannosaurus, not excuse me, the Triceratops is sick. There's a Triceratops laying on its side. Dr. Grant, Ellie, they all get out of the kids. They all get out of the fucking electric cars and they go running over. Yeah. And they're working with a doctor to try to figure out. It's where they do the bit where she, she sticks her hand into the big pile of shit and Jeff Goldblum goes, that is one big pile of shit. They basically set up that joke. The whole scene is to set up that joke and the fact they built this big, beautiful Triceratops, which looks amazing, by the way. It still does. That movie came out in 1993. Go see that fucking scene. It's an unbelievable scene. It's better than anything in Jurassic World Dominion or Jurassic World Fallen Empire or Jurassic World Make Sure That You Rinse After You Douche. Those horrible fucking movies. Horrible, embarrassing movies. Um... They never, the, 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 the Triceratops is sick. 
They spend like seven or eight minutes of Steven Spielberg directed screen time. A movie costs two hundred, three hundred million dollars to make, whatever it is, and they're yeah. making a billion dollars. They never tell you why the, the Triceratops is sick. They never explain it. Like it's just it's, this, it just it's this thing that just sits there. And I think they used it as a mechanism to have another dinosaur in the movie before you start getting into the chaos. Because Jurassic Park, for those of you that don't know how movies work, it's like Jaws. The reason why you love it is there aren't two dinosaurs slugging it out at the very beginning like every stupid Kong fucking Skull Island movie that you've ever watched, you fucking <laughs> hey, moron. I, they, they, Hillbilly. You're still hating on Kong Skull Island. Terrible movie. There's a slow build. You don't see the shark in Jaws until they're on the orca and it swims up next to them and there is 30 minutes left in that movie. Yeah. Okay? You still... The Tyrant, the Jurassic Park, the whole movie is built around the Tyrannosaur reveal when there's that big, long... And you see the the, the, the water start shaking and the, there's no music, by the way. You just hear the pitter-patter of the rain and then you hear like the creaking of the fence and oh my god the, the lights are turned off there's no electricity the goat's missing where's the goat leg drops on the top this takes forever forever and then when that thing finally lopes out from behind the trees and it comes in between the cars you're like holy i'm getting i am fucking getting goosebumps <laughs> right now you're like holy shit there it is and it looks perfect and it was the CGI is immaculate, and they're going back and forth between the one where it's a real actual mechanical head coming down to terrorize these kids, and when it's moving around, and you're like, this is masterfully done. And one of the reasons is you get to see, like, they wet your whistle. You need to see dinosaurs at Jurassic Park. So here's a Triceratops. Yeah. Everyone loves Triceratops. It's but a good one. Laying on its side. Can't move. Not doing much. We're like, well, this is great. Big emotional moment. But they forget that in the book, they explain to you why the fucking thing is sick. In the book, it's eating these rocks for its digestion. It starts eating these West Indian lilac berries, and it makes it sick. But it's not very interesting. Right. So they're like, meh, fuck it. And they just boot it out, and that's that's kind of the way the movie ended up. Um, what the fuck are we talking about? Audiobooks. Audiobooks. That's what they're going to do with audiobooks. They're going to pick and choose what should be in there. But, but again, I want to make sure that we understand this. If you trace a picture you didn't draw the picture you traced it yes. two different terms one takes a lot of skill the other one doesn't i think that's the difference between reading and listening to a book and gary i like uh, gary's one of my favorite radio characters of all time the the, the skin the thick skin on gary delabate oh is, my god it's i don't know what he's built of it's unbelievable and he seems like to me all the stuff with already all the stuff that's happened. He seems like a genuinely good person, which seems like it would be an incredibly difficult thing to be in that viper's nest where everyone is just killing each other every single day. But Gary's the type of guy that would say, I read a book, but it's a book on tape. Just from what I know of him on the radio. Yeah. And so I heard that and I'm like, say that he wants to sound smart. Say that he wants to fucking sound like he's a scholar. That he did something that... that that he did something. And and Jason never did, and, which is crazy because Jason's a ridiculous art. I mean, he, he beats everyone that he argues with. He drives them insane. People, if you listen to a lot of Stern show, people run out of the studio crying when they argue with Jason. I've never heard anything like it. And didn't they have to be dragged back in and admit that they lost and they fucking cried? They went crazy. Like, I've, I've heard him do it a hundred fucking times. So if you're you know a Stern nerd, that's an interesting segment. But the book on tape versus the read the book thing is ground my gears for fucking <laughs> years, Gigantor. 
for years. Are we already been going for an hour? Yeah, it's been a Jesus thick Christ. <laughs> I mean, these Friday episodes get so thick. You know what you and I should do? Huh. We should eat shit in a bucket. And then see what gets more response, the Friday episodes or our, the bucket <laughs> that has the your and my shit no. in it. My God. We'll like put it in front of an old age home, and then we'll just see like what gets more response, the fucking <laughs> our shit bucket or the, the thick Friday episodes. Anyway. Down on the scene in Falls Church, we're two, two podcast personalities. Now are, they're holding blow molds. <laughs> now they're squatting over a spackle bucket. There's a very attractive girl walking by. What is going on here? They're screaming about audiobooks. <laughs> the police have been dispatched. Um, all right, what do we got coming up here? I have a good segment here, right? Too. Yeah, we have the, the great ham controversy oh, of 2022. Oh, my God. The ham conspiracy. That's what I like to call it. All right, we'll let you listen to that, and then we'll, uh, we'll meet you back on the other side. On Saturday, July 23rd, Commonwealth Dry Goods is hosting Christmas in June and July. Be there to pick up the brand new Chad Duke Show Rodcast CD, experience the magic of the Christmas blow molds, and you will also have the opportunity to guarantee yourself the right to the Chad Duke Show Christmas bourbon, and that's only at Commonwealth Dry Goods on July 23rd. Friendos, it's shoot for Joe Azer. If you need to buy a seller house in the Northern Virginia area, hell, if you have any questions about buying or selling a house anywhere in the contiguous United States, you can call Joe Azer at 571-Azer. That's 571-989-2937. I got this message. It got shot over to me on the show Instagram. Of course, you can message us whenever you like at Chad Duke Show. It was, uh, it was from Chris Endeavor, and he wanted an email address for Joe Azer because he lived overseas and he wanted to buy a home in Alexandria, but he couldn't come over here and he couldn't, you know, view the houses and do the tours and all that stuff. So he emailed Joe. This was a couple of uh, weeks ago and I didn't think anything of it. I gave him the email address. Uh, He messaged me yesterday. He said, I hit Joe up. He was very helpful. He got me sorted out. Thank you so much. It would have been a fiasco afterwards. Just sent that over actually two days ago. On Instagram, I get these messages all the time. Um, No matter what your situation is, you want to buy a house, you want to sell a house, you're completely overwhelmed, you don't want to deal with all the ticky-tack nonsense bullshit, Joe is your man. That is his cell phone number. If you want to talk to him about the upcoming commander season or... You know, whether or not they're going to trade Juan Soto and Patrick Corbin's contract is going to be have part of the deal. Why are you saying, oh, Tor, that's your team right there? 971, excuse me, what the fuck is that? 571-989-Azer is the phone number. 571-989-2937. Text Joe Azer today and tell him Chad Dukes feels very strongly about him. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. Uh, hello, Gigantor. The Jolly Ogre is here. America's Wigwam, dressed a little, again, two days in a row with an actual t-shirt on, so hopefully you don't overheat today. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh... I have to make a clarification. Uh-oh. For your edification, here's a clarification. This, um, I had a, a Mandela Effect moment yesterday on, My God. on the show uh, where I had a complete misremembrance of a, of a pretty important detail. Was it Jordan Howard playing for the Chicago Bears? Because you're getting chewed up by that, too. We've had a couple of moments. There, there's been some, but this one, more important than any of my misinformation. Well, let's hear it. Um, so yesterday on the show... We were doing the the Christmas in Ju- June and July. Is this like a correction? Like, is this the, a this is a correction? Really? And then almost a social media grievance. My God! All in one segment? All in one social um, media grievances. 
I just can't even wait to hear what this is. I can't Social believe it. Social media grievances. You're going to know the segment that I'm going to have to refer to here. Uh, okay. And I'm gonna, I'll try my best to, to have the listeners well, Let me ask you this. Is it a moral conundrum? Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. There's some moral conundrum in here. All right. Okay, so yesterday I said uh, we were talking about the ham uh, that, that would be brought up for Christmas in June and July. Okay. I referenced last year. By John Ham. Yes, by John Ham. <laughs> uh, so John Page, hold on, just so I know, if I'm, I'm trying to keep the storylines uh, correct here. John Page became John Rage, and now he's John Ham. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then I got a, uh, a message last night. Uh, was be- it from John Ham? It was not from John Ham. Mm. Uh, it was from the person I accused of. Not bringing a ham and and saying uh, for telling us to pound sand last year. That can't be it. You can't be having the Mandela effect about that unless we both are. Because I remember very clearly. Are you talking about Charles Cooch? I'm talking about Charles Cooch. I remember Charles Cooch being very weird about the ham. Here's the thing. Okay. Charles Cooch wasn't weird about the ham. John Page was weird about the ham. No. Charles Cooch brought the ham last no, year. No, no, no. That I, that's not true. I have the receipts. How can he be Charles? How can it be John Ham then? His name is I, John Ham. I could, I could if you sit, put me in, in a courthouse, said tore hand hand to a Bible. Who brought the ham last year? I would have said John Ham. John Ham. Did John Ham come to you with this or Charles Ham? Charles Ham brought it to me. <laughs> Charles Ham brought it to my attention. John Ham sat there silently while we gave him John credit Hamm for a ham. Silently. That is so out of character. This is Earl takes credit for Fez's gift. This is what this is. Because now Charles has to be the asshole and say, "Oh, actually, I'm the one that brought the ham and all the good stuff last year." Well, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he did. Hold on a second. I remember saying Charles Cooch had to bring the ham. Read through this right what is here. This? What These are the at? messages. What am I to looking at? John Ham last year in the parking lot trying to get John Ham to bring a ham. Let me start with this by saying it's John Ham, formerly the artist formerly known as John Ham, saying, "Can I help with anything for Friday?" He is offering. Yes. All right, and here's Tor's response. The the date is July fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Wow, it's. The timing is quite interesting. Yes. Hey, John, for the hoot, could you bring a honey-baked ham rolls? This is a lot to ask of one person, by the way. I understand. Honey-baked ham rolls, spicy brown mustard, horseradish mustard, a spicy mustard, and provolone cheese. It's very close to our order for this year. If you don't feel like spending $100, don't bother showing up, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Why did you say that to him? I might have had a... doesn't end there oh wait it says if you don't spend at least a hundred dollars don't bother showing up you <laughs> son of a bitch uh then tor responds fuck that brig monster instead of provolone <laughs> uh john rage responds jesus that's a tall order um it certainly is okay then it appears that you sent him a screen cap a screen cap, a screen cap of screen Char- cap. of of Charles Cooch accepting the same. Oh offer my God! So he, saying, here, hold, on. hold on, hold <laughs> on. I'm sorry. You just did. I'm you sorry. just did your bit. You. So do you want me to keep ruining the bit? What an asshole I am. Text from Tor to Charles Cooch. Hey Charles, for the hoot, could you bring a honey baked ham rolls, spicy brown mustard, horseradish mustard, spicy mustard, and provolone? <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeez. If you don't spend at least $100, don't bother showing up, you son of a bitch. Why are you saying this to these guys? I can explain, I think, after we get through this. Charles Cooch, excuse me, excuse me. Charles Ham responded, I'd be happy to do that. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is fucking huge. It's massive. So Charles Ham, you sent two text messages, the exact same word for word. Yes. John Page... Well, John Rage, I guess. Yes, John Rage for sure. Told you to go pound it up your pound hole. Yes, after the the screenshot, I said this is what someone who really Holy supports the show shit. looks like. And then and then Charles Ham said, "No problem, I got it." Charles Ham, no problem. John Rage did not want to come through with the. Well, hand. I got it. First of all, let's start with the obvious a formal apology from the Chad Duke show to Charles Ham. Yes, that is a that is a huge gaffe on our part. Boy, but that's crazy that, I mean, maybe I just responded the way you were saying it, but I really do remember Charles Cooch being the problem last year with the ham. I couldn't believe it. Because and also, John Page is so goddamn generous. That's so out of character for him. I know. I, I, I was baffled when I got the message. I'm like, then who the fuck, who was I messaging with uh, after that bonus show? What did show? Charles Ham say? Charles Ham last night. <laughs> Pork cooch. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> so he reached out to you? He reached out and said, hate to correct you, but... This is I the biggest controversy in the history of the show. It's pretty massive here, especially because it's two heavyweights. Oh, my God. Hate to correct you, but I brought the ham, the rolls, the cheese, the mustard, and I was happy to do it. Not sure uh, what that was about on Monday's show. Just heard it. Also, happy to do it again if needed. Oh, so he was pissed. It sounds like he was pissed. I, I messaged him. I'm like, hey, I'll get this resolved because now I'm like, oh, shit. Now, when you get that message, do you think, hey, this dude's being an asshole or do you think I fucked up big time? I know Charles Cooch. I know he's. He, he, well, he, he wouldn't lie. Exactly. So I'm like, oh, I fucked up. So I'm scrolling through the message. I'm, think, I'm thinking, who else came up that night? Because somebody came up that, that did the bit <sighs> that I thought Charles Ham did. I cannot believe this. And it was John Ham or John Rage, it, pardon me. It can't be. It is. Oh, man. Have you contacted John Page about this at all? I have not. Because I, <sighs> I don't know what to say to him now. Because <laughs> now he's betrayed you? He's been sitting there. It's Wednesday. We've been talking about this for two days. He's just been sitting there. T oh, taking, that's right. Because I was trying to he, he think. He didn't say, I didn't get the ham last year. So, so, hold on a second. He, I was trying to, in my brain, it was like, well, Charles Rage didn't really even do anything all, I mean, <laughs> Charles Rage. So, I'm getting confused. John Page technically didn't do anything wrong. He just said, hey, that's a tall order. Yes. Which, by the way, it is. And also, I believe you called him a son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but but he's been sitting there knowing the truth. Quietly. Holy shit. Boy, I tell you what. Maybe that's why this year he was so quick to pick up the, the ham. He's, he's ready to... Oh, he was trying to make this thing. He's sweeping this under the carpet. This is... It has to be what it is, and he's hoping. Well, he, Charles reaching out is the worst thing that could happen to to John Rage. 
Yeah, that's a great point. But if I but if I'm Charles and I'm sitting there and I'm the one that stepped up and I'm being maligned on the show by saying people calling me a cheap fuck and a taker and an asshole with a tiny dick that's never been with a woman, like I I'd fucking I would be upset too if that was going on. I'm glad he reached out. This is you know who this is? John Rage is like I told you, you you know who the void is? The void? Yeah, the void. So there's this Marvel superhero and his name is the Sentry. And he's um he's got agoraphobia, but when he's a hero, he's got the power of a thousand exploding suns, and he's like a normal dude. He's like a nice guy. Okay, but he's he's really overly powered. Inside of him is this creature called the Void. So every once in a while, the Sentry will lose control, and he stops being like the most powerful superhero on Earth, and he becomes the most powerful uh supervillain on Earth. Right. Okay. John Rage is usually the Sentry. But when he talks about his wife's farts, or that he refuses to buy, he refuses to buy ham. That's when he becomes the void. And I think that like when the Sentry wakes up, he doesn't know like what the void has done. It's almost like a werewolf situation. Yeah, he's like the show werewolf. John Page is. I've always said that about him. He reminds me of a lichen, where he's like walking around like Jack Nicholson and being nice, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, you know, he's just tearing your fucking you know neighbor apart. Sure, I think that's what it is. I was floored last night. I'm flabbergasted. Just because, out of all the people, I'm not expecting that out of, out of John I would John have Rage. expected the second. If I, this is just what I would have expected. It, maybe it's not fair. Maybe he thought, oh, I forgot. I didn't buy the ham last time. These guys are confused. Let me go ahead and get a ham this time. Which would have been fine, by the way. Yes. But he knows Charles Ham. He could have picked up the fucking phone and said, hey, Tor, by the way, I was the one that told you to go fuck your mother. Charles Ham showed up with a beautiful honey-baked ham for Christmas. I don't know how I'm going to... How I, are you going to face both of these guys? I mean, I'm, I'll apologize again to Charles <laughs> Charles Ham's face because he deserves... Is Charles Ham coming up here? Charles Ham should be coming up. All right, now, here's the big question, because this is the only one I really care about. Are we, are we going to have a ham on Friday night? We will have a ham on Friday night. Who's hamming it up? As of right now, John Rage is, is hamming it up. So John Rage is going to ham it up. So we can't even really get, we can't even hammer him about what's going on. Because if he's coming up here with a big ham, I mean, like OJ Simpson running through the yeah. fucking airport. <laughs> like, that's gonna, I mean, how can you give a shit to a guy that's coming here with a ham tucked under his arm? I agree, because that ham is going to be the star of the show. It really Everyone's going to have their, their presence. It's going to be the wassail. But that ham. I'm excited for all Front that. and center. That all sounds so nice. It's going to be great. What's the weather like Friday? It's supposed to be burning hot. I'm sure. Lord Almighty, fear my temperature rising. Okay. Um, man, I did not expect this. I saw on the sheet, for those of you that don't know, Tor makes a little choke cheat every day. And um, there's a, it says Tor has the Mandela effect moment. And I was like, I wonder what the fuck that's all about. But, uh, man, this is way worse because it involves two pivotal people involved with the show. I, yes, and and Christmas. If we have the ham, it's all good. I think a ham in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> now, do you know any bushes where there's two hams? Because I'm going to go look through them earlier <laughs> later I'd on today. You wouldn't be able to pull me out of the bush. <laughs> I imagine I just I'm walking down Fairfax and I just see you going through a bush. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Tor? Oh, I think there's some hams in here. I got a good bush in Arlington where I hide my beers. <laughs> you got a bush beer and you get where you hide your beers. If we're, walk, if we're walking to a bar, yeah, then, sure. Then you know you're drinking the beer, but I still got a bag full of beers. Can you do me a favor? Can you take a picture of your beer bush <laughs> yeah. when you? Uh, <laughs> 
I don't, well, I don't want people finding my beer bushel. I, well, I mean, no, it's always stocked with Make sure there's no road signs or anything in the background. So, like, you know, identifying fucking features. But if you could just, a picture of the bush would be great. I could get a picture of the bush. And this is also the building that we pee on. You know, it'd be so funny if, like, if they, someone showed up on Friday night and, like, right, they wait until you go into the club and they run and grab your bag of beers. No, I'd be so Because <laughs> it was a, if we're day drinking at this one place, sure. then, then it's like, okay. All right, let's go. Get, let's go. Let's go get something to eat, or, or let's go to another bar. I'm like, hey, give me a moment. Hey, hold on a second. Let's and, and, think this through. And there are new people with us too. Sure. So it's a big home run moment when I come out from a bush and you pull with, out a big bag of beer. Bag of beers. And you probably have high fives everywhere. Oh, a big pop every time. Everybody's all steamed up. Oh yeah. <laughs> that tour guy, man. I don't care how small it is. That guy really <laughs> oh, comes through Lord. for us. Oh, come really comes through for us. Lady in the I thought it'd be way bigger, but I, I tell you what. Now that he's got a big fucking, he's got eight warm Corona lights in this. <laughs> Duffel bag that he slid. <laughs> well, these beers taste like they were once in the refrigerator at the fortress at some point. <laughs> uh, boy, how much more sober would you be though if you didn't hang out up here? I mean, oh, with all God. the alcohol that you could I don't take know. It's, God. <laughs> it's a bunch of enablers. Can you do me a favor? I want you to. I want you to pull up a GPS, like a Google Maps. Drop a pin where the bush is. I, I want to see. I gotta I don't see. Want people doing. I gotta find out where it is. I, I, that's all I care about now. Be funny if you started like putting a ham and beers in the bushes. <laughs> so as you're leaving, you're like, "Holy shit! Yeah. There's a ham and beers." Oh, that, that'd be a good move because the food truck at the place is way too expensive. No, and if you had a ham with you, oh my god! Can you imagine if you just had the ham under your arm and you're handing out slices, <laughs> just walking down Wilson. <laughs> Holy shit! There's the ham lord. <laughs> ham lord, mother, mother. He's driving down the fucking street right there. Oh, boy. Wow. This is a stunning development. Well, again, uh, I mean, I know I've already said it to her, but uh, for full, full apologies, we got to know when we make a mistake, we've got to own it. Yeah. Um, and I was a part of this because I was harumphing you as you were motherfucking John Cooch, Charles, Charles Page. Um, we'd like to officially offer a show apology up to Charles Ham. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. Fun segment this week. If you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed anything, go to chaddukeshow.com and consider signing up. You can cancel anytime. You're not locked in. We don't do that bit. Cancel your subscription if you don't think it's worth it. I got confidence. I think it's worth it. Hold on, let me grab that. <laughs> my fucking phone off the table. Um, and nothing else. Go to Chad Duke Show on Instagram and uh, Facebook and give us a like there. We're doing a free hoot nanny. Tonight, you can watch live if you're listening to this on Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. And, of course, tomorrow creeps at its petty pace. Saturday. I'll be working all day at Commonwealth Dry Goods. Come on out. We got uh, the Rodcast CD exclusive episode. We got the Son of a Santa Candles. It guarantees you a shot at that Christmas bourbon we're doing in November. We got the ornaments. We got the new Commonwealth Dry Goods beer glasses. We got the the hot cocoa bark. We got, oh, uh, the studio candle is back. Oh, yeah. I sent you a picture of that. It looked tasty. Well, we've got some spoons and I got some candles. If you'd like to swing by after the show today, you can pick one up for yourself. And I'll be on the house tour. That'll be a part of your compensation package that you can eat a candle right there if you <laughs> like it. They smell very good as well for, for those that Unbelievable. I, I kept the scent just because it was so beautiful. We changed the color up. But anyway, all that will be available at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday the 23rd for Christmas in June and July. So we hope you're there. Um, 
I hate, I hate this. I fucking hate this. But it takes me back to a bad spot in my radio career tour where the Madden ratings come out and then somehow it's not just it used to just be nerds debating it yeah i think it's when the superhero guys the guys in the helmets with the shield um they started talking about it right once they breathe life into the debate then of course all the fat fucking loser djs they all do the same thing um the madden ratings for the nfl players the football game comes out before the season the training camp even begins the ratings come out really smart move by ea uh madden is I think the sales go down every year. Um, it's just not it, – it is it has suffered for years. Even its most devout zealots will tell you this. And it's, still, it's the most one of the most popular games in the world. They make a new one every year. Yeah. But it's suffering immensely from not having competition, uh, not having an NFL 2K there to push it or NFL fever or whatever it was. It's just getting too smart, and it's just it's, – it's, it is. Yeah. There's a lot of gatekeeping going on with Madden as well. But the one thing that you can give them credit for is they release – a number that means absolutely nothing. Uh, it is just a rating for a bunch of a series of zeros and ones in a video game, um, and it's debated endlessly. And it's debated endlessly on ESPN and by Sports Talk and by the players themselves. And I'm against it. And I think it's stupid. I think it's lowbrow. I don't think it helps anybody. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's entertaining. And here we go, uh, right into it. Um, I'm actually triggered by this. I try to not be offended by much. That is not the case here. Well, to cheer you up, Jeffrey Simmons got a, got a pretty good rating. What'd he get? That's my he, guy. I think he got an, an 89. Grind or, Simmons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll bowler. He's, uh, yeah, he was in the in the top. They better pay six, his ass. I'm going to tell you right now. There's a Juan Soto. There's nothing the Titans like doing better than not paying uh, a good play, first round draft picks, second round draft picks on their team. You pay that motherfucker, whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. Give it to him right now. Matter of fact, give it to him now and say, look, you just, you want it now? Here now. We'll tear up the contract you have now. We don't even care if it's legal. Take it. <sighs> There's the five guys on that team that you don't fucking do dirty, and you already did it to one of them, so let's not do it to this one. Okay. <laughs> um good, good for him. Good for him. He'll be in the nineties next year. I guarantee it. He should be. And I, if he played for the Rams, he already would be. Um Okay. So the 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 oh, and the Kyler Murray deal came out and everyone's shitting all over you notice everyone's shitting all over it already? Yeah. I guess because I got to explain something to people. This has only happened to me once in my career tour. At one point in my career, I had a job that was offering me way more money than the job I had currently. I got a huge raise, yeah. right? I didn't end up taking it, but I got a huge raise. It's the only time in my career I've ever gotten a huge raise. And the reason was because the market dictated that I had more value than my current job thought that I did. Sure. The reason why Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed contract is he told the fucking Browns to pound sand. And he had three other, four other teams that were willing to give him whatever. The Browns said, fuck it. We, we can't repair this breach. It, had, it was a perfect storm. Yeah. They had fucked over Baker Mayfield enough where they completely alienated him. They have this playoff caliber team. They have to have a quarterback. If you're not getting Aaron Rodgers or, you have, or Russell Wilson, you got to get Deshaun Watson, right? Right. They offer him this comical, fully guaranteed deal that nobody else has ever gotten before. And so people are somehow comparing that to Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray's under contract. Kyler Murray has deals left on his on his deal. He also isn't as good a quarterback as Deshaun Watson is. No. So people are shitting all over him saying, like, well, he does this deal is not nearly as good as Deshaun Watson's. It's not the same market. It's not the same player. Now, who's going to benefit from, from, from all this? Probably Lamar Jackson is who I would guess is probably going to, you know, uh, not have to capitulate in any way, shape, or form. But maybe Kyler is also sitting there being like, I'm five eight. I can't see over these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'll take it. Give it to me now. I mean, his best play as a quarterback is throwing a jump ball to a seven-foot wide receiver. Yeah. 
with the biggest hands you've ever seen. I'm not trying to shit on Kyler Murray. He's if I if I got money in my back pocket toward the pay to see an NFL player, he's on a list of about five to six cats. Where I'm like, this guy is worth me signing up to play. Yeah, but it's that's ridiculous. That whole fucking argument. Anyway. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, you, right as we were coming back from break, uh, as we are recording this, there was uh, you saw a tweet or something. Yeah, uh, NFL. The NFL, actual NFL account has been tweeting it out uh, this past uh, week. I, I, I make, you know, get may I? Yeah. It makes me. Uh, I'm uh, the NFL account is doing that. Uh, so I guess they they. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, oh. Remember when I got out in your car and the junkies were blaring like six months after I got fired? <laughs> oh, I should have known then. <laughs> Dukes have you ever heard Finley and Baymatch? Oh They've got the hottest takes. Very spicy. No, Tor, I haven't, but thank you. Somebody was in the supporter chat posting links to Sports Talk 980, and I was like, can we not do this here? <laughs> Anywhere else is fine, but they didn't really treat me all that well on the way out. Um, you were saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, the NFL has been tweeting out the um, the top 10 rated players in, in Madden as of right now. Uh, they finally got to the quarterbacks today, and as of, I think, like four, 15 minutes ago, they tweeted this thing out. Any 99s for the quarterbacks? No 99s. Really? Uh, Interesting. The highest is a 97. And I could give you the uh, the top 10 from 10 to 1, if you'd like. 10 to 1 players or quarterbacks? Quarterbacks. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, please, 10 to 1. So at 10... This is according to EA Sports. It's in the game. Yes. Um, All right. At 10, uh, Matthew Stafford with an 85 overall rating. Oof. Seems conservative. A little bit. Uh, I mean, you could argue he was the best quarterback in the league last year. I mean, you could make that argument. He was the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Someone, but He has some ridiculous games, too, by the way. Insane. I mean, there's a reason why Cooper Cup went from, hey, this is a really good wide receiver, to, oh, he's an MVP. Yes. Oof. Uh, right. Number nine. I Lamar hate this fucking <laughs> list. <laughs> Tied, or, number nine, Lamar Jackson with an 87 okay. overall. All right. I like. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy about Lamar Jackson, but if you have a playoff caliber roster, are you taking Lamar Jackson over Matt Stafford? Probably not. All right. Uh, tied with Lamar, uh, but at number eight, Russell Wilson with an 87. All right. Well, he was hurt, and he also, a lot of... A lot of weird stuff going on with Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's odd. And he's gotten more odd. He's Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> let Russ cook. Oh, my God. Let me leave me alone. Yeah, let Tor die. <laughs> let Tor die. Yeah. What's, what, what's more annoying? Patch, uh, uh, fucking uh, Philip Rivers bolo tie. Let Russ cook or whatever truss is. Oh, God, the Ravens fans love trust, don't it's they? The the you know what? Let Russ cook because I I I expect more out of Russell. Also, Wilson. I think let Russ cook. You're gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't so good. No, let's it's order not. out. All right, um, you're saying uh, number seven, Justin Herbert with an 88 overall. Okay. Uh, number six. I mean, if I'm starting an <laughs> NFL franchise right now, it it's either Josh Allen or it's Justin Herbert. Yeah, like, those are the two guys. Uh, number six, Dak Prescott with an 89 Get overall. Get the fuck out of here. That's uh, got to just be a troll job, right? That's just, we got to put the, we got to put him here because everyone will scream at each other. We'll get a bunch of tweets. That's what we're doing right now. But is, oh, you're right. You're right. But can we, but you and I will acknowledge that's what it is, right? It has to be. Nobody else will. No. 
They'll debate it on merit. Well, they like doing this, and then when the when week two happens, then everyone gets their real appropriate ratings, and they're all in the nineties. They got Dak. All right. Okay. Uh, Number five, Joe Burrow with a ninety overall. Number five. Yeah. Higher than Stafford, Lamar. I mean, I I would have Burrow in the top five. Yeah. So it's tough to argue. Uh, Number four, uh, Josh Allen, ninety two overall. Four. Yep. No, he's one. I, right here, I'm seeing four at 92 overall. Well, how can he be four when he should be one? This is just what I'm reading here, Shoot, They got him at four, 92 overall. Yeah, I think he had as many touchdowns last year as Tom Brady. You know that, right? He was stellar. Yeah. He can run. He's athletic. He can, he's can. he got a fucking laser rocket. He's putting the ball in the – he could do that Mike Vick throw it out of the stadium bit. I bet he could. could. From his knees. <laughs> There's. He's at four? Four. They got three quarterbacks above him. Three quarterbacks ranked above him, and I would say significantly in terms of Madden. Okay. Let's uh, hear it. Number three, Patrick Mahomes with a 95. Oof, three? Three. Man. Okay. Number two, Aaron Rodgers with a 96. Rating MVP. Tough to argue that. And number one, Tom Brady, 97. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get into... See, here's the problem. It's like, how do you make an argument against any of those guys? Right. I, I think jo- I, Josh Allen shouldn't be a 92, though. No, Josh Allen, if I'm making a list, he's one on my list. I would probably go Allen, and then I would go Mahomes, then I'd go Rodgers, then I'd go Brady. Yeah. Because I don't think – I love Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's the greatest – I'm very comfortable saying Tom Brady's – there's a lot of consternation surrounding this. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, yeah. In, in my opinion, I grew up watching Joe Montana, Joe Montana fan. Um, but I, I don't know how you can put the forty-five-year-old with the immaculate offense and the fucking wide-open system, and like, I just don't think if you put him in some of these other situations, like if he's playing in Buffalo, yeah, is he mm. throwing up them fucking numbers? No. Um, and maybe some of it is knowing he's close to the end. Also, maybe I'm, I'm letting that color my. I mean, last year he had a 99 to open up the season because he was coming off the Super sure, Bowl. Sure, sure, I get it. Um, he's great. Tom Brady's great. I would have him. I, I need to see him without Gronk and without AB for a whole season. I, I think. Um, I think I'd have him five. Is that crazy? Five would be fair. Four or five would be fair. Tough for me. to have Stafford that low. I mean, I'm disrespecting Stafford right now too. That's just got to be a hangover from his Detroit shit. Stafford Stafford still ranked higher than Kyler Murray, who has to be an 84. You know what I think that it is is that so many people saw Jared Goff go to the Super Bowl and Sean McVay's system yeah. that you just never, if you're a quarterback there, you're not going to get the credit you deserve? It stinks because if you, if you, re, if you, I saw, it was just NFL Network, and yeah. it was the end of that Bucks rams game. See here, Matt Stafford made two of the best throws of the year sure. in that last 50 seconds of yeah. the game. And Very I'm like, clutch. Like, what the hell? Where has this dude been? Why has he not been in a better situation for the first decade of his career and think about who they beat in the super bowl i mean you know the dynasty of our times right now right. which is the, the the chiefs um it's very tough it's a very and it also doesn't mean anything i guess if you're just doing it for fun but people of course get each, each other's throats about this shit um the DAC thing is laughable yeah. I, I believe <laughs> it's a stupid fucking cowboys deal we have to put up a stupid fucking cowboy shit the rest of the rest of us that are all rational human beings we have to deal with this lunatic fringe fucking gong show of a circus uh in in dallas and that that's fine whatever sometimes it makes football more interesting did you see that we summoned those white uniforms we the, i did see it we summoned those the the, the helmets I'll, I'll pop a little bit for the helmets i'm yeah. not gonna i will Tor and I were talking about those exact uniforms this past week on the show, and they announced they're going to wear them on uh, Thanksgiving. All right, we have to end the show. Jesus, we do. 
Uh, we got uh, this is a busy. This is a thick day for it's us. A big one. Thick day for you. I'm gonna make three trips up here. Is Spider Clamp coming up here? Yes. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Who made that decision? Clamp made that decision. Oh, he made it, it for it, himself. It, it, dragon. <laughs> I'll show you, Dragon. Is he bringing me a dragon? Uh, Clamp will be uh, bringing up some uh, nice luau decorations for Oh, tonight. he will? Yes. Oh, it does not shock me that he has those things. Excellent. Well, thank you to Spider Clamp. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened this week. Very much appreciate you. Uh, there's a very good chance we're going to have a huge interview on Monday. So consider subscribing. ChadDukeShow.com. You never know who's going to pop up on the show. We've had some great guests recently. And uh, tonight, Hoot Nanny. Tomorrow, I'll be out of Cabo with Dry Goods all day. Come on by. Come say hi. Gigantor, thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Happy to ogre this morning. Thank uh, you for the yeah, ogring. Yeah, no problem. I might have been able to drag this motherfucker up here, but I also might have died <laughs> trying. So I appreciate you being the ogre that you are. It's living good. up to your name. Um, and again, thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the show listening. Please leave a five-star review on Spotify and iTunes. There are trolls out there that no matter what I do, leave nasty reviews and all the shit. The way we balance that out, can't control them. Is it those of you that appreciate what we do? Take the time, leave a five-star review on Spotify and or iTunes, and then ship this free episode around. You know, you never know who might dig the show and then start listening if you give a put an episode in front of them. All right, guys, have a beautiful weekend. We'll see you tonight on the Chad Duke Show Friday night. Hoot Nanny for the Christmas and June and July edition. If the good Lord is willing, the creeks don't rise. We'll be there then at 7 p.m. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to that and fence a few. Ten hours of fucking year.